Hello people, hello Mindforce listeners, how are things? Guys, I've been away for a couple of weeks, uh, lots of things happened, lots of things were going around and uh, it was quite, and uh, I would say extremely busy with, you know, from, from different angles and therefore had to um, give such a long pause to podcasting. But now I sorted out most of those things. I think it's a good time to get back to it and continue this beautiful experience. Although I was not uh, recording podcasts, I've been listening a lot of them. And, uh, you know, again, like this is the one of the best source of information I can get. And I can literally pick up and uh, listen during the things that I that that I'm doing uh, in my free times, um, like, you know, I, I listen to podcasts while I'm driving or while I'm at, at the gym or like doing some stuff that doesn't require much of my attention. So I direct that attention to a podcast, uh, to, to listening to podcasts. And uh, I also uh, opened a new application. It was like not opened, but I started to use uh, more uh, oftenly. Uh, the, the application is called Pocket Casts. So the, the, uh, this app was also sponsor of my podcast for, for the early uh, early months. So um, now I'm uh, I, I kind of converted to um, you know diehard fan of that podcast. It's a bit costly. Like I spend in total fifteen dollars both in web and um, uh, mobile app version, but it's totally worth it. So I'm just literally. Uh, f- you know, it, it's creating my own uh, listening uh, listening list playlists of the week, and etc. So lots of things uh, um, make this app worth worth it, worth paying this fifteen dollars. So if you are um, looking for a best uh, app, just go and try it. And for the full disclosure, it's not a sponsored content. I'm not promoting them. I just like like the app and wanted to share with you. So and my. First topic of such a long pause, I want to dedicate to books. Um, I know like everyone agrees that reading books and consuming information or like let's say, wisdom from such a condensed uh, sources like books are quite important, but also um, uh, reading books are quite time consuming. So you have to focus a lot, you know, you have to spend your uh, days and hours on uh, fully focusing on books and um basically like it, it takes too much time and too much energy maybe but when you read a worth uh, like meaningful book that you can you know get information and apply to your real life you understand that it was worth it like spending let's say in total like 10 hours reading that book was you know totally worth it and you, you become happy that you acquired that knowledge but the another another thing is that how you find those books right uh, where you can uh, be sure that the book that you are about to buy or purchase or you know someone gave it to you as a gift etc uh, that is worth of your attention and worth of your time it's one of the questions that i'm struggling with i'm trying to you know find ways to understand it in in more depth i use uh, amazon reviews or uh, good reads. I also check what my friends are reading, what are the you know comments, what are the reviews, etc. So lots of things are uh, you now giving me this information, but I cannot say that all of them, even like using such a handful of tools, uh, are helping me to you know choose the right books. 
but it's more like a um, trial and error stuff where you try books uh, you start reading first couple of pages or chapters even 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 like chapter or maybe half the book and you don't like it then you just close it and move to another one uh, everyone has uh, his or her own way of doing this um, now in today's episode I don't uh, want to spend neither mine or uh, nor your time on such like methodologies but rather share a couple of books that really changed my perspective um, kind of had me uh, do this paradigm shift in my mind uh, and change my approach to a couple of things or aspects of life and now that I'm carrying with me. So without any further ado, here are the books that had me changing my, um, impacting my worldview and I believe can be helpful too as well. So first one I would mention um, the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by uh, Robert Kiyosaki um, and, uh, and the following book, like the second, let's say, um, second version or second episode of the book called The Cashflow Quadrant, which I combined, these two books combined make, at least for me, as a Bible of the business world or Bible of, the, uh, of, of making money, the process itself, right? In the first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, the, the author explains uh, his own life as uh, having a like, you know father who is um, a corporate let's say let's call that corporate worker or person who is in corporate world working from nine to nine to six and um, uh, living a kind of normal life while he had as his mentor he calls like a second dad or uh, rich dad in this case. Uh, the businessman who knows how to uh, make money and how to you know uh, make money out of money. So uh, he gives um, the author such a wisdom that he implements in his life and becomes very successful. But this is just the entrance, right? Entrance of the uh, this paradigm uh, for for a person who let's say uh, is dealing with business and understands how money works and why it's you know why it makes sense to always strive to make more money it doesn't you know maybe make sense of uh, about to, to, to read this book but the second um, uh, second book that author wrote is called the cash flow quadrant which is more um, structured way of looking at things uh, in this book Robert divides uh, basically, uh, overall like work experience into four categories four quadrants where each quadrant has its own uniqueness its own risks and um, benefits where like the first one is working for someone for for some company where uh, you provide your input and make money uh, at the end of the month or pay uh, payroll period uh, and second one is opening your own store and like let's say dentist store where you are basically making money for yourself. You are just kind of entrepreneur where you provide your services and get paid right away. The third one is becoming um, a CEO or founding a company where you basically build a machine that helps you to make money, right? And the last quadrant is becoming an investor where you don't do any basically physical job or almost don't do physical job 
but you invest in companies and the, the, those companies grow, make money for themselves and you make your money back or like you kind of double, triple or uh, quadruple your, your money. So in each of the quadrants, the person, the author explains why it is, um, you know, why you should strive to jump quadrants over time and uh, what are the risks associated for uh, stacking in each each quadrant. Like I don't want to spoil the book a lot, but uh, just a couple of facts uh, from from uh, the process maybe can give you good understanding and um, spark an interest of reading it. For example, uh, when you are working for a corporate job or let's say you have nine to six job, it's great that you know you are making money. If your work is meaningful, that's even better. But in this um, let's say area you have a risk that if some, uh, tomorrow or like some other day something happens to you and you cannot work anymore or go to work or like uh, basically you don't have an ability to work uh, suddenly then you your uh, money stream will stop you will not make any money you will not generate any money to you know live normal life or <laughs> i don't want to call it like stay alive but basically live a normal or okay life or the life that you are anticipating for yourself while um, also starting your own business makes can, can make sense that it definitely makes sense because in this case you are uh, like the harder you work the more money you you gain in a shorter period of time but uh, again let's take a dentist um, clinic or the small one um, uh, cabinet of a dentist that uh, you are starting and you are a dentist in this case you make uh, you the more clients you serve the more money you make and this is sometimes maybe better than the regular job sometimes not but uh, in this case like the, the how much money you make is totally up to you and up to the number of your clients However, uh, this is also interesting case that so you can save money out of this uh, job or things that you are doing, this is sole entrepreneurship. But when you again, you decide to not work or you get sick for a couple of weeks or months, then your money also like stops coming to you, right? You don't make money uh, again and uh, it is it, it, it's creating some bottlenecks for you in your life. So it is uh, possibly it can be uh, more secure, um, let's say, more, more secure in comparison to the first quadrant, but it's doubtful. Like sometimes it can even get worse than working for a corporate uh, job from this risk perspective. And when you become a company, uh, like found a company and CEO or founding uh, founder or etc. like this, uh, you build this company and you hire people and they do most of the uh not hard work, but most of the physical activities that brings you money, right? In this sense, you can you know, prolong uh, uh, your... No, prolong is not the, not the right word, right? Uh, in this case, you can eliminate uh, risk factor to a degree that uh, you automi automatize all of the company's activities and even without your direct involvement for, a let's say, weeks or months, company can survive and continue make you money. But it still uh, requires your uh, involvement at some point because if you don't give it a direction or uh, don't, if you don't... Um, uh, control over all the processes company can you know disintegrate or make no money there can be some uh, like negative cases that can cost you even more so in this sense uh, 
uh, founding your own company and becoming a boss is good, but uh, it cannot happen for a long time without your direct involvement. But uh, as a, and the final step of the quadrant is founding uh, is, is becoming an investor, like accumulating big wealth and using that wealth to invest in people who will do all the activities, all the company buildings, all the, um, how to say that, you know, starting um, the processes, managing the processes and making sure that money keeps being generated. And then uh, you literally, I mean, you still make decisions, but it's like more like a, a, a mind work where you make decisions based on the facts, based on uh, your trust and etc. lots of uh, various aspects. And other people use your money to make money for themselves and their companies grow and make money for you as well. As you invest, let's say, uh, just like banal example, you invest $10,000 and get 10% of a company. And uh, if company grows, and in this case, the company is uh, valued for 100,000, right? 100K valuation because uh, 10% of the uh, company makes uh, $10,000. Then if company grows to $1 million valuation, then your uh, shares become worth of uh, 100,000. Or if it becomes 10 million, you make $1 million. So in this sense, it is more um, you know flexible job to be an investor uh, and make sure and, and the only factor that you are managing the risk is that investing to a right startup. So this is a natural progression of the um, a person in money making world where you start as a corporate or like nine to nine to six job and then you navigate through entrepreneurship and then uh, uh, funding your own company and co- becoming an investor. So this is this um, made my mind uh, basically impacted my view on the world and since then you know i learned a lot about each of the quadrant and um, i i I believe saying that becoming investor or like um, resident of the final quadrant uh, wouldn't be a lie in my case okay so the second book i would mention is uh, is called sapiens written by yuval noah harari and the book is profound piece of art. It was so in it it, it. it was bringing so much enjoyment throughout the process that I I remember I finished the book in three or or four days. So I was working. Uh, I was traveling back then, and like the work was quite uh, hard because like you are in different geographies. Um, uh, you are like uh, doing all this. You know not so easy job let's say like uh, let's say like this without going into further details but uh, whenever I was coming to home like this during these four days I was starting to read book until very late night and I was enjoying it uh, some of the books you know don't uh, you know give you that enjoyment due to uh, difficult language it's written or difficult structure or sometimes they make they, they are playing around the same idea over and over again but this book is like a perfect read for a person who is uh, interested in the history of mankind in a in a nutshell let's say so it is um, relatively I, I, I don't want to say it like it's a small book but for considering the history of humanity and our species the book is short and the short and brief 
explanation or brief um, chronology of mankind how we evolved how we how how come we 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 uh, turned into such an intelligent uh, species and took over the world and etc so this is amazing book highly recommend you to check it out but uh, the most important part i want to mention here is that uh, uh, Yuval Harari perfectly explained the power of stories in this book he also has this TED, TED talk where he explains why uh, everything we believe in um, realities that we find ourselves in are consistent are consisting uh, of the stories and everything is basically story right uh, for example let's take money as we discussed it in in, in in the first book topic so money is basically from physical from from the purely physical or natural point of view it's just a piece of paper uh, money does not have any value in the nature so if you go uh, with uh, let's say hundred dollars and uh, try to have monkey to do something uh, with this hundred dollar in, in a best case scenario monkey will just take and throw the money away or just like you no. Know, uh, destroy it because there is actually no biological meaning um, or, or value on the money but it is very uh, important in our society and basically it's kind of bloodstream of the society due to um, due to its story so everyone believes the story of money everyone believes that uh, money is valuable and this is the currency we exchange for our goods this is the currency we pay for our food uh, this is uh, the uh, basic currency we pay for services to make our life easier if I want to buy a car this much money I need and etc so everyone like universally this is a universal story uh, throughout the world where everyone believes in a story of money and the giving and agrees that okay this piece of paper is valuable and that's why society that's why like overall like in general mankind finds money as a um how to say that as a currency of the worth or as a like valuable thing without this story money doesn't make sense like it's just a piece of paper that okay why i should um treat my bread uh, because of your small paper i cannot eat paper right but i know that there's a story behind that everyone believes that if i will take this piece of paper and go to give a give it a, to a grocery uh, grocery store i can get some apples so this is the like it is basic basic explanation but in book it's um described in a very beautiful way um, and from other side, uh, Yuval also covers other stories that we believe in, like nationalism, like uh, nationality, rather say, or religions, or um, uh, like interpersonal communication, everything. Like basically you can uh, see everything as stories and those stories mean something to people. That's why people believe. And another fact is that uh, sometimes those stories cannot match with each other like let's let's take for example the two religions right one religion believes in one ideals another one in another ideals and they compete they cannot find a common ground because those stories are difficult uh, or different compared to each other therefore they cannot you know live in peace and that's why people were fighting over religion for long long periods of time the same idea goes to uh, uh, different nationalism or maybe national identity stuff like like for example if you are one nation uh, that 
you are from one nation that um, uh, is enemy to my nation. There's another two stories that we cannot, you know, get along. And due to the story that people created and then acted to a real life, it gets um, that basically this is the bottom of the, all the problems. But this is not limited um, to the book is not limited to the stories, right? There are lots of valuable information and. Uh, it's really worth spending a couple of hours a day. If not, like, if you are very happy to spend like a couple of hours, then go for it. Maybe just um, one hour or 30 minutes. But this is definitely will change your perspective towards the values, value systems, towards society, and also will give you better understanding about, <clears throat> about the future uh, of the hu humanity. Like there are lots of stories popping up and people are um, believing in those stories and as more people believe in it and more let's say followers these ideas or stories get societies change world change industries change so um, I don't want to uh, spoil it any further just um, a really uh, important book that impacted my life and my mind in a very deep sense and this is Sapiens of uh, Yuval Noah Harari and the third book in this series, I would uh, mention, it's, it's more like a, it's written in the language of business, but this book can be applicable to any life situation. The book is called Crucial Conversations, written by Al Switzer, Joseph Grenny, and um, Ron Macmillan. So in this book, the three author explains very interesting topic, where, uh, and to give you more understanding, I want to imagine this small spectacle. You go to a meeting to, to, to meet your friend uh, and you sit, drink some coffee, talk about life. And at some point of time, your friend says a thing that uh, emotionally, that, that you are not comfortable, right? Comfortable emotionally or you think that the idea that or uh, things your friend says are not right and that... They don't match with your worldview, etc. So this is where your conversation gets crucial. There is now there's emotion involved. Now in this conversation, you want it or not, there will be um, one or another emotions like involved. And when you talk to each other, these emotions will come up. And uh, in this way, you can be basically uh, rude, or your friend can be rude to towards towards you, or you can, you know, decide to not raise your, not, not speak up and keep it everything calm, but psychologically it will impact your um, relationship with your friend. Maybe next time you won't want to meet that person. So there are lots of scenarios and, um, and uh, this way, this uh, basically not speaking up stuff, not speaking up act, the authors described, uh, described as um, the fool's game. For example, to, to explain this fool's game in a more um, uh, better example, it's that so you are in a business meeting, you are in a like, let's say your department at the work ha having a meeting about a very important project. And um, someone, uh, let's say it, uh, someone who is higher uh, the position, let's say senior specialist, says that, and you are in this case junior, right? If you are, uh, or if you are a senior, you have a, 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 that person is your team lead or director, etc. So you are in the meeting and uh, your senior, the senior specialist or your manager says something or proposes something towards the project. And 
then uh, suddenly you understand that this idea is not right you cannot make it work or if project will implement this or his or her idea then project will fail right this is now emotions started to involve and for you it became a crucial conversation but if you decide to shut up and not uh, speak up because you can offend your manager or because everyone because you are afraid of confrontation because people will decide or try to fight you then you are playing a fool's game and in fool's game the person who is shutting up is playing a role of fool because he or he or she knows that this is wrong but doesn't raise uh, his or her voice being afraid of confrontation and lets the mistake flow and uh, the idea to be implemented in that project and then eventually project will fail. So this is the fool's game because you are sacrificing long-term uh, effect of overall process due to your current fear or due to your shame or etc. Right? You got the idea. Um, therefore, wherever crucial conversations happen, there is there's always a way to raise raise your voice up and declare that someone is not um, you know thinking right or some ideas are you know hurtful towards the project or maybe it's your personal life it's your suppose that um, gets into a crucial conversation suddenly and you want to handle how to do it in this book the crucial conversations uh, authors perfectly explain the ways of not playing the fool's game and uh, detecting when cru crucial conversations emerge and uh, giving some ways out on how you can manage the conversation when it gets crucial. So this is a very practical book. It's not like a first two I mentioned. You cannot, I mean, if you are basically uh, going to read the book and think about your experiences, then you can enjoy it a lot. But usually it's like a bit technical and lots of, very, very fact-based, right? It's a more like psychological um, aspects of human interaction etc everything is there and therefore this is very fact-based and i cannot guarantee that when you will read the book it will be easy easy read probably it won't but if you manage to read and absorb all the information it will give you such a huge tools to navigate through any kind of uh, crucial conversation any kind of emotionally um, charged discussion that you will basically find your find a way, find the right way, and also help other find the right way. So this is one of the best books and um, practical books books I've read, and I strongly suggest it to you. So it's called Crucial Conversations, written by Al Switzer, Joseph Grenny, and Ron Macmillan. So friends, I think I will stop here because um, I don't want this episode to be more than 30 minutes uh, to make it easily accessible and easily uh, listenable. <laughs> uh, in, in next episode of, uh, of my podcast, I will share three more books that helped me a lot and believe everyone can get benefit of. But until then, stay safe and enjoy your time and talk to you next time. Bye-bye. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. 
Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.